The Fresno Focus Radio Hour. This is the No Focus Radio Hour. Comedy and insight from the greatest minds in Fresno. A Lito Mine Media Production. That's right, this is the No Focus Radio Hour. We want to remind you to subscribe to the No Focus Radio Hour. We are available wherever podcasts are sold. We ask you to subscribe and leave a review. It helps others discover our show. And while you're reviewing, keep in mind that five stars is the correct number of stars. If you enjoy our show, share it with your friends. And if you hate it, share it with your enemies. Become a member of the No Focus Club at nofocusradio.com. There you'll get exclusive content and merch, as well as some uh, coupons for our sponsors, Penn Island and uh, DeVos Gourmet. Find us on Instagram and Twitter. Our handle is at nofocusradio. You can also find the rest of our Lido Mine podcast and radio shows at lidomindmedia.com. I can't be with you, you can't be true. We're back. We are back. This is the No Focus Radio Hour. Those that want to live in the Central Valley. Those who miss the Central Valley. Those who want to make love to the Central Valley. And those that want to fish in the Central Valley. That's right. This is the only radio show made for those people. And uh, as always, we have our beautiful cast characters. I had one line and I screwed it up. It's great. Oh, wow. We have uh, Eric, the doorman. Always a professional here on the radio. He's, I just discovered, actually, because I discovered that he is an uh, optometrist. Oh, uh, no. Ophthalmologist. No. Dang it. Gynecologist. Close. Uh, uh, you guys are getting closer, though. Okay. A butt, he's, he's, a butt, he's a butt no. doctor of some We, we can do that. What is that? Hot, hot, cold. Hot, yeah. hot, cold. Getting yeah. warmer. Getting warmer. We also have with us Marty Stupidasso. Hey, it's always a great pleasure to be here, except the air conditioner is on. I know. Yes. The air conditioner is on. Okay, and now the air conditioner is off, oh, so we'll start sweating so soon. so much good. Sounds so much better. So much now, gooder. Yes. So gooder. We're sacrificing for the listeners. Yes. We also have with us... Don Schlicks. Hey, that air conditioning film. <laughs> the pole man speaks. Uh, the pole man's here. Uh, we got a lot to talk about, guys. And wanna... you, Max. Oh, oh my gosh, the master forgot. of ceremonies. Almost forgot the maestro. You know what? If you're, uh, if you missed, uh, you did by now. If you're listening to the show, you didn't buy your mom a Mother's Day gift. It's not too late. It's no, too late. it is too late for the special. But it's not too late to pick up some delicious chocolates at DeBossGourmet.com. And also, I went on their website, and they offered me, just for signing up, a 10% off. Oh, that's true. It's true. Ooh, 10%. 10%. Just for going to the website. Just for going on the website. It just pops right up. Well, you know, inflation's only 2%, so 10%, that's a pretty good deal, right? It's true. It's great. It's a great point. Yeah. Uh, Also, I always talk about DeBoss Gourmet only, but don't forget acapellachocolate.com. Yes, true. Very true. You can can get there from DeBoss Gourmet, but acapella is really worth it. And for next year's Mother's Day, mothersdayschocolate.com. That's right, mothersdayschocolate.com. That's right. What day of the week is uh, Mother's Day on next year? It'll be on Saturday next year. Oh, Saturday. Nice. What? Something different. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nice. It's like e- uh, Easter Saturday as well. Yeah. Yeah. They're East, uh, EasterSaturday.com. Saturday year. Well, all the days of the week should have an equal opportunity to enjoy the holidays. Yeah. Can uh, we talk about something? Yeah. I am reliving my junior high years right now. Yeah. And it's because of my daughter. My daughter, Gianna, she's in eighth grade. Okay. Mm-hmm. She um, last year started grade. playing water polo. I was a water polo player. She Ooh. swam. I was a swimmer. Okay. So uh, this past Tuesday, her and three of her uh, teammates broke the all-time school record for the um, 200 individual uh, medley relay. Really? Yeah. Congrats. Congrats to her. And I did that exact same thing when I was no. Was that your record? She broke. Did she break your record? Alta Sierra, and she's she's at Rayburn. Okay. Um, But that that happened. And not only that. Nice. Yes. She's wearing the exact same clothes that the girls were wearing when I was at Alta Sierra. It's unbelievable. It looks the cycle like it's 1993 of all fashion. over again. Yeah. It's cycle crazy. of fashion. crazy. It's come back around. It is a very weird. Uh, so I remember when I was a kid, uh, you know, I, I, was, I don't know. This probably wasn't a big thing. 
But I remember like 70, I thought the 70s were cool. Like I discovered the mm, 70s. Bell bottoms. Right? Uh-huh. I remember seeing pictures of bell bottoms. I thought it was cool. Like Tie dye shirts. My yeah. parents were like, yeah. oh my God, like, what a nightmare, the 70s. And, you know, and it's like, nah, 70s were cool. I realized that that time span, though, is the same. It's like 20 year difference. Mm-hmm. We're back to that 20-year difference. Yeah. We are going, yeah. oh, my God, the 90s. The early 90s, Why are you the high-waisted the- pants. Yeah. Uh, like know, the mom jeans are now the mom, cool. Yeah, They're the cool mom now. Jeans. Yeah. The, um, like, everything. And because the pants go so high, the shirts and the sweatshirts go up higher. So they're almost like midriff showing type yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. sweaters. And that's what my daughter, she looks like Monica on season one of Friends. <laughs> you know, well, what's crazy. funny was I was talking to uh, uh, my niece, um, and she was, I was like, oh my gosh, everything's mom jeans. And she was like, yeah, that's what they're called. And I'm like, no, I know. She goes, no, like Uncle Max, that's literally what they're called. Like if you go to the store, they're called mom, mom jeans. jeans. <laughs> and I was like, no. And I went online. It's true. American Eagle, American Eagle has like American Eagle ripped mom jeans. Oh my the gosh. The Sun mom jeans. The Target mom jeans. Wow. I'm, that is oh, freaking amazing. Mom jeans. Yeah, that, used, that was a skit. Jeans. It was a funny yeah, skit. Yeah, it was a skit. Yeah, right, SNL. Here is a, here is a, a literally a video from a fashion person on YouTube with hundreds of thousands of views here. What brand makes the best mom jeans? It's a real video. Today I am testing out my subscriber's favorite mom jeans. There it is. Oh my gosh. Wow. That's it. Fav, oh, fav mom jeans. That's crazy. I know my, my wife said the same thing about my daughter. My daughter's uh, six, but she said that, yeah, all the clothes out there are back going back to the 90s. Mm-hmm. Exactly. She said Friends, too. She was mentioning Friends. Yeah, it looks know? like Friends. Season one, season two of Friends is yeah. back. Crazy. By the way, has there ever been a show with cuter girls than Friends? Early season Friends. Uh, uh, Bosom Buddies. Gilligan's Island. I was going to say Golden Girls. <laughs> <laughs> well, Golden Girls. Yeah, that, they're hot. hot. Uh, I was saying Bosom Buddies because you had, uh, what's his name, Tom, Tom Hanks, Hanks and the other guy playing girls. Uh, oh, maybe oh, uh, maybe Three's Company. Oh, Three's Company. Yeah, yeah. Well, although for that time, Roper, for that time period, yes. Yeah. yeah. Although Janet was hot. Now, I know everybody like went Janet. for what's her Jennifer face. Jennifer Aniston, right? though, Summers, is one. Yeah, was, Suzanne Janet. Summers. Let's be honest. Jennifer Aniston is one of the most gorgeous people on earth. Jennifer Aniston. Uh, I mean, she's like Courtney 70 Cox. right now, and she still looks great. If you go back and look, uh, <laughs> Courtney Cox does. back in the day, too. You know who dated both those Courtney people? Courtney Cox. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That fool from Counting Crows, that lead singer from Counting Crows, dated prime Jennifer Aniston and prime Courtney. I don't think I know who that is. Brad Pitt had prime. He married prime Jennifer Aniston, True, yeah. Brad Pitt's pretty. You know, he's he's too pretty. He was prettier than actually uh, Jennifer Aniston. Then, yeah. I've always thought. um, Who else is on? Oh no, it's Phoebe Monica. Phoebe's cute too. Yeah, yeah. Talented. She's funny. Yeah, she's probably the funniest of them all. Actually. Yeah, yeah. She definitely. Yeah. Who, who would you yeah. went out with? Let's say if you had your your, your pick of those three girls. Oh, Jennifer oh, Aniston. Yeah, Jennifer Aniston. I mean, Jennifer come on, Aniston, let's, be, really? let's be real here. Yeah, yeah. I think I would have went with Phoebe. I mean, if I had to like, oh, personality wise, you mean? Well, just overall, like if you like dating, like if you're okay, like I would be attracted to which one? I mean, obviously, Courtney Jennifer Cox Anderson. is cute. Phoebe, Phoebe would be a lot of work though. That she's a high maintenance. You think? Yeah, she was yeah, a crazy a person in that show. Well, that's crazy, true. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Jennifer Aniston's 40 years my senior, and she's very attractive still. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's a lot of lights and stuff, yeah. I think. Also, it doesn't matter. Professional photography. I'd keep the lights around. It. <laughs> <laughs> you got your living room's full of lights. And Ross was super hot, too. He used oh. to give me a chub. <laughs> oh, my God. gosh. You know, oh. Ross is more a girl. I'm, my my wife and daughter Good watch night, that everybody. show. Yeah. <laughs> no, listen, that my wife and daughter watch that show now. Like my daughter's hooked on that show. Wait, you she know that show's now racist though, right? And sexist. Oh no! Don't Did you tell know me this? That. Don't tell me. Okay, we'll get to that in a second. Anyway, oh, they God. watch that show. I can't believe you. And watch uh, that Ross show. is more a girl, I Such think, than the girls character. are on that yeah. show. You know, oh, when I watch him, his character. Okay, he is the best ahead. character on that show. I don't know. People, I think, like a lot of times, think that uh, Chandler or Joey are the funny ones. People are wrong. Yeah, Ross, Ross is, is by funny. far the funniest. He's, he's the character physical guy on yeah. that show. He had the best guy. faces. He was more the physical guy. I. I will laugh at everything he does on that show. He is. He was so kind of like the. Funny. What was it from the uh, Marx Brothers? Uh, Groucho. He was Groucho. Yeah. He's Groucho. just hilarious. Yeah. Okay, so what are we gonna say? It's racist because. Oh, people don't like the show anymore. They're trying to get it off of the internet. Why? Um, oh well, well, because they make gay jokes. There's the whole thing about how uh, it's like because there's that whole uh, innuendo that maybe oh Chandler and Joey are gay. Oh yeah. I remember all that. Yeah. But how dare line. they, you know, cause that in the show, it's like, that was a bad thing. 
Mm. But even though I don't think it really was a bad thing, it was just kind of like that yeah, was kind of the joke. Ross's uh, ex-wife married a girl. Well, that was I mean, my she was thing. Gay, and and they, they, they portrayed no that very yeah they they actually portrayed that very well. They always made fun of Ross. I mean, right. actually, in the whole thing. Uh, so yeah, no, it's a it's a problem. Uh, and they had a kid. I mean, you know, they all three shared a kid. Um, this was like that's the what I day. thought. I always thought that like. Um, you know, when I was younger, that show was almost thought as like being very progressive. Mm. Now it's thought as being um, not progressive. Enough. Backwards. Yes. So that was very interesting uh, wow. personally. So anyways. Well, maybe since the fashion's coming back around, maybe that show will be forgiven and, uh, you know, be seen in a different light. Hopefully. I thought they were, aren't they bringing that show back for that reunion? Did you guys see that? Who are they? That's yeah. an on and off again thing. It always varies. I thought they officially did it with HBO Max, right? I don't know um, if Chandler's coming back. <laughs> are they going to do it as like a regular show? He didn't show? age well. He did not <laughs> age well. Jennifer Anderson yeah. aged fantastic because she's a witch and sucked all of his life for <laughs> And he just aimed like a gamey hobo. Uh, well, the jo Joey, what's his face? Um, uh, Matt, Matt LeBlanc. LeBlanc. He, he did okay, right? Oh, uh, no. Yeah. Filming began. Filming yeah. began uh, beginning of this month. Matt April. LeBlanc went to uh, Top Gear and the BBC mm -hmm. did Top Gear for a while. Did he really? Yeah, for like he four did. seasons or something. Well, he, he had a After season Clarkson two. Clarkson got fired and everyone left, so he had a, a he had a series two on uh, HBO or something. Or Showtime or yeah, yeah, Showtime. Some yeah, uh, that went. It was actually pretty funny. I watched a few few episodes. Yeah. Did you ever Eat see him show. on the BBC? Uh, top no, I never terrible. saw him. Terrible. Was he really? Yeah. Hey, you can't. You just can't replace, you can't replace Jeremy Clarkson guys, yeah, and, yeah. and James yeah. May and Richard yeah. Hammond. They were just so good. Do you guys know, would you, I mean, here's the thing. The friends, each of the friends, uh, cast members were paid 2.5 million for this one episode. Would you guys go back and work for a day for $2.5 million? Or would you be like, nah. Is that what they're getting paid now? <laughs> yeah, they're offering this, me right for now. For this one episode. Oh, so it's, it's actually a one episode. Yeah, it's one not episode. even like a feature or anything. It's yeah, just, it's a one episode. Do you guys think you'd think like 2.5 so are they filming nah. this at, like it's just going to be an episode of, of friends or <laughs> is this like they're going to get them in a studio and talk about friends See, what that's what's be? confusing for me they said it was filmed in front of a live audience uh in april i'm reading this is according to uh qz business insider and wikipedia i'm kind of going through them all 2.5 million each they were filmed uh, in front of a live audience they brought in extras they hired extras so i'm i'm kind of confused at first i thought it was um yeah, not a new episode. It's a retrospective and interviews with the cast. That oh, doesn't excite me. No, it's like they did this whole on. reunion episode no. of the Will Smith show. Like, remember yeah. that time? Yeah, you yeah, said, yeah. Hey, Phoebe. Nobody watched it. <laughs> that was really it. cool. See, actually, I, was I, did, all I did watch it. That was a good, that was a good show, was actually. It? Fresh Prince? It was Fresh Prince, the Fresh Prince reunion, which it's funny because it went through a lot of the what happened backstage stuff, you know, when they like changed moms and all that kind of stuff. And so there was a lot of cool stuff on there. I, I liked it because I used to watch Fresh, I, Fresh I, Prince all the time. But I do love Fresh Prince. Although I feel like that's kind of a, a, I don't think they should be calling it a reunion episode. That's such like a, I don't know. My, I guess they should be, but they made it sound like it's a new episode. Yeah. You, yeah. See that, that's the difference. Now I know that 90210 came back, right. And they did kind of a crazy thing where they were playing themselves as actors playing those parts. So it was kind of like a behind the whole show was like a behind the scene, and it was actually very good. They had a few a few episodes, I think. That's interesting. And it, yeah, it was actually really cool because you know you were playing Jason Priestley, you know, kind of a, a, a what would you call it a, a caricature of a Jason Priestley, you know, mm. and and so they had all the characters kind of inter, inter uh, mingling that way. And that, that was actually worked well, but people didn't understand it. They were like, wait, I thought this was my own reunion. You know, mm -hmm. I thought they're going to be the same, like, you know, years later. Whatever. Right. You're trying to tell me that and these guys are getting paid two and a half million dollars to sit on a couch and talk about their memories. Yeah. Golly. And they couldn't get together for that. They couldn't all figure it out. Like, isn't sooner? that yeah sooner? Right. Exactly. Yeah. I oh always God. hated how the last episode of Seinfeld. Oh, jeez, I know. Had, oh like, gosh. had the inkling of a hope that they might get back together. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, well, well, it'll be a year or something like it ends like that. <laughs> but that like, I feel yeah. like that's such their humor, though. Just right. be like, yeah, Sein we're going to make oh a way for it. What did you guys, Seinfeld was such a disappointment. Oh, my God. The last episode? Yeah. Well, how do you end any great show? I think it's, that's it's why. I think it, I've thought about this a lot because I've rewatched Seinfeld again just recently. And I thought to myself, it was either that or like they all die. You know, like there's no other way to do it. How about really? just go up to, yeah, get, all get taken by UFOs or something. By or something UFO. George Costanza did, got them all killed. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they, yeah, but great. I mean, getting locked in prison is pretty much kind of it. It's kind of yeah. how it has to end. They really deserve it. It's it's a 
gosh, I love Seinfeld. Yeah. Um, interesting. So yeah, uh, I don't know. Going back to the friends thing, that sounds yeah. disappointing. It does. It really does. Um, but you know what I just discovered? Actually, you know, getting way out of out of order. I don't care. I just discovered that they started remaking Mad About You. Have you guys seen this? Really? Yeah, really? but they stopped it though, right? Oh, did they? Show. They have a whole new season of Mad About You. Um, on I saw it on Amazon. <laughs> you know, it's Paul Reiser. There's an episode of Seinfeld where George like just bags on Mad About You. Is it really? <laughs> oh my gosh! Because like Susan wants to watch it and he hates Mad About You. <laughs> it's pretty great. <laughs> Yeah, it's called Mad About You. It's just, it's back. Um, with Paul Reiser, Helen Hunt, um, Richard Kind is back in it. Mm. The problem is, uh, the first episode was uh, unwatchable. Just, really? it was just, it was. Of Mad About You? Yeah, and I used to love that. What did Mad it air on? Oh, so it's all, it's it's right now. You can it's watch Peacock it now? or something, or what? Um, I think NBC did it, but it was on. Um, Peacock, yeah, I Peacock. watched it on either, it might have been on Hulu or Amazon. Oh, no, it was on uh, Prime Video, where you can watch it. Oh, okay. Yeah, huh. uh, you know that show got weird though. Towards the later seasons, didn't it get like really serious? I remember watch, trying to watch it, oh, it and I been. think they like were getting a divorce or oh, it was yeah, like yeah, very, yeah, something like that. Yeah, was, I remember. Yeah, something. very dramatic. I remember that. as a young liking Mad About You because um, it's actually tied in with Friends because Phoebe is a Mad About You character, if I remember correctly. No, her or her, her sister, twin sister. That's right, her oh. twin sisters are Mad About You. Yeah, uh, but. Yeah, it's uh, not good. It was this very weird episode where, like, their daughter goes to college, but is they live in, in in New York, but she goes to NYU, and just like every character of all time is just coming in and bringing them gifts. It's very strange. Hmm. Um, <laughs> so, oh my, you know, gosh. a show is also uh, from that era. It was such a good, such a good. NBC was killing it because they had Frasier yeah. too. Yeah, Frasier, Frasier was so funny. Uh, yeah, Frazier win like every award year yeah. after year after yeah, year. Yeah, I was like, okay. Like Jason Alexander already. never won for playing George Costanza yeah, it's because just sad. like Frazier and his brother won every Which year. is really <laughs> crazy, really. You think, because like Frazier's funny, but I don't know. It's a different type of humor, yeah. I think. Um, well, it's like every episode was the same though with Frazier. I mean, you just, it was the same over and over and over again. I think the dad though, the guy that played the dad yeah, and that dog good. and the dog. Right. Eddie, too, Eddie right? Spaghetti. What was that? The dog's name was Eddie. Oh, oh yeah, Eddie, Eddie Spaghetti. Right. Yeah, not because yeah. he likes spaghetti, but because he had worms. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah that's what I do they remember. First brought in Daphne, the 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 caretaker that's when the yeah. show that's when the show went down is when daphne and the brother got together right. i yeah, think it was, was kind of like but when she first came on he explained the eddie and all that stuff so yeah but i love that show. i used to watch all the time you know speaking about worms yeah um, <laughs> good, good yeah. this central valley central california winery uses worms in their uh worm production uh, there's actually Wine a little production did i say worm production worm production worms in our worm production that's usually how it goes yeah. let's see if they give us any uh, oh just text Ooh, essentially the technology of biofilter what it is is the star of the show is the worm and so ultimately the worms are known as ecosystem or environmental engineers So we're watching the video here. And this bird is there eating their worms. worms. And the bird is eating fed, Getting fed, getting full, and also producing more microbes and bacteria that further help us reduce and convert waste into beneficial byproducts. I love the music. Very dramatic. Essentially, that's it. Oh, I, uh, the worms yeah. convert waste into bed. Oh, I see what they're saying. So yeah, the so worms what, are fertilizer. So so no, what happens? I think is that they're taking their wastewater that this that's coming off of this. I didn't know there was such a big winery, the O'Neill Winery in Parlier. Yeah. Um, I guess is very huge. But anyway, they're taking the wastewater from this and they're feeding it out to the worms, and the worms are you know producing cleaner water that they can turn around and put back on their crops. So it's kind of this whole. Uh, um, circle of uh, circle of life of water life there. Yeah. Worms there. are great composters too. No, they are. I mean, I have anything. I have a worm compost uh, thing at home, system at home, and they're and they're amazing. Yeah. These things are just amazing. I love I love uh, earthworms. They're they're unbelievable creatures. You know, if you cut them in half, they both sides live. Really, I can double my production by just right. cutting all my worms in half. Ooh, that's but yeah, but still, I don't want to. Worms are really gross if you think about them. Animals the fact are so that you cool. can do that. The fact that you can cut a worm in half and they both grow back like new sides. That would be cool though. It's like salamanders; you can cut off their arm and it'll just grow back. It's so weird. <laughs> I don't like so you, sadistic. Jesus. Yeah, wouldn't you want to be? If, Come somebody, here. if you were in like Mortal Kombat and somebody cut you in half with a guy with the hat, with the razor blade hat, whatever that was. Would yeah. you? Uh, and they grew two of you. That'd be cool, right? Like starfish. 
Yeah, yeah, it's and really gross. Argue and fight <laughs> and just never get anything done. Did you guys hear about that? How they figured out starfish can do that? Is they were they were uh, start they was like I think this was on the California coast somewhere pretty close to us, and there was like there were too many starfish, and so they would they would catch them and they would to kill them, chop them up Ugh. in pieces and just toss them back in the ocean. Well, all those little pieces like became more became starfish. More starfish. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Problem That's like the tribbles from uh, Star Trek, right? That episode, the tribbles. They trouble keep, with tribbles. Yeah, yeah, trouble with tribbles. They keep multiplying. You feed them and they reproduce. Yeah, so this is kind of crazy. You know how the starfish, you know how, I'm just reading this just to make sure, because I remember reading this, but I didn't know if it was real or not. That if you cut the arm off a starfish, right, and you throw it back in, of course, the arm regenerates on the initial starfish. However, the arm will grow an entirely new starfish with the exact, let me see if I'm reading this correctly, um, will regrow an exact exact replica of the first starfish. Wow. Insane. Think about how crazy that is. An exact replica. So like. Yeah. A twin. or Scars, a regeneration, a everything. Yeah. Um. Well, then that, that shows that there's just, there's just in the cells, there has to be some kind of memory, right? So this thing yeah. is able to do, why aren't they, wait a minute, why, well, hold on, stop here. Why aren't they uh, researching these guys? I mean, this I'm is sure like life are. ever laughter, well, ever after. Yeah. Ever yeah. Well, it's kind of like yeah. this. This is another life one. Life ever after. This another one of my favorite. Live forever, more, uh, no mortality. Yeah, we're, we're going down a rabbit we're hole. Going, yeah, we are, but you can see my brain going. Yeah. This is a great stuff. rabbit hole. Did you guys know? <laughs> That we don't under, let me ask you this. Yes. You guys know how a caterpillar turns into a butterfly? Like, what do we, you know, like we know Was about it eat that. himself? Metamorphosis? Right. But like, so it yeah. goes into a cocoon. Cocoon, yeah. yeah. And it comes out a butterfly. butterfly. <laughs> do you guys know that we have no clue how that works? We really? just put a name to it. All we know is this, that, and this is the insane part. When it literally goes in there, inside that cocoon, it completely dissolves. So any cell in there, skin cell, arm cell, brain cell, turns into a complete mush. There's nothing in there. So they have done tests. They've gone in there like they've stirred it all up. There's nothing in there that's connected. Yet somehow it comes back into a new creature. So they have discovered that it's really just a completely new animal. So we know that a group of cells turns into something that's mush. There's nothing even alive about it. And it comes back together and creates a new animal. So they started thinking, well, does it even have the same memories? Like if an animal, like if its brain dissolves and that now brain is now part of its leg and its fingers and everything else, yeah. is it the same animal? So they started doing tests. And so they started doing electrical shock tests to the caterpillars. The caterpillars would then be afraid of a certain color. But after it formed back into a butterfly, it was still afraid of that color. However, that shouldn't make sense because it's a completely different animal. Yes, you're blowing my mind right now. So we literally, like scientists right now, have no clue. Marty how this has works. too much alcohol leaving his system yeah, right now to comprehend. It all depends like, on where, where its memory is stored because there's a theory that the memory is not stored in the brain, it's stored somewhere else. Right. And this is what they're trying to think is the memory in the brain? Does is the, the memory anywhere? Because it doesn't make any sense. Does the caterpillar have a soul? Right. That's oh oh. This is good. That's that was part of their thing. Actually, I you know where I first learned this from was an incredible Radio Lab episode where they were talking mm. about souls. They're talking about souls. They tied the whole thing into religion, butterflies, and souls. And they go, Wow. Well, does the soul of the caterpillar the same as the soul of the butterfly? Well, is the brain even the same, or where is the soul? It was this really trippy thing, and they had all these scientists on talking about how. And these were like, you know, experts in the field. And they were like, so tell us about metamorphosis and how this works. And every single one was like, yeah, we have no clue how that works. We know that turns into mush and then it becomes a butterfly. But we can't because they've tried to study like cutting it open and watch it happen. Yeah. You can't. So we just don't know. It's it's a magical pod that a new life springs to life. Well, if there's if there's some Freaking kind of memory that gets passed man. on, it has to be in the DNA, right? It's obviously it's down to the in the cells or in the DNA. No, that's the best part. The DNA is different. The DNA <laughs> is different. The DNA is different DNA. Yeah, so that's the, it's incredible about this. It really is insane. So different parts, there's four different stages, right? Um, so it says the bottom line is DNA, some of the DNA remains constant. However, during the four stages and hormonal changes, the g different genes turn on and off and the DNA will change in between each four stage. Oh my God. So 
Sometimes I hate coming here. <laughs> it's insanity, man. We don't understand how this works. I, I, I love that. that. Oh, That's I think also, that, I like in B-movie where it says, like, scientists can't explain, like, there's that bees shouldn't be able to fly. You know, like, mm-hmm. just mathematically, oh, yeah, scientifically, yeah. Yeah. a bee shouldn't be able to fly. Because the body is heavier than the wing. Yeah. I mean, the wing shouldn't be able yeah, to fly. there's no the reason yeah. it should work. And then, yeah. and then it says, but of course the bee flies anyway because bees don't care what humans think is yeah, possible. Bees don't know about that. <laughs> But, right. you know, I mean, this, this goes to show we just, we really don't know a lot about this world we live in, you know, oh, yeah. and, and, and what's going on, what is really going right. on here. Yeah, it's fantastic. I just love our, our, our idea. Are caterpillar butterflies the only animals that do this type of thing? Is there anything else that has a cocoon that I don't uh, know about? I think this is the only thing that I know of. Um, yeah, so it's pretty weird. And I mean, it's kind of interesting. I'm, I'm digging into it a bit more. I'll make sure I'm not saying anything wrong. Um, it does say in this other article that... Uh, it says, this is funny. This is from, uh, it says, the evidence is clear. DNA does not control life. Okay. But it talks about how um, Hmm. the DNA, the entire DNA sequence uh, should be identical to that of the caterpillar. However, it produces different um, DNA enzymes. So I don't really exactly understand that. I don't understand enough about DNA, how they're saying that it kind of is the same, but it's also different in each four stage. So that's something that I'd probably need to be a scientist to understand. Yeah, how would that thing be scared of the same color, right? That's that's just the whole question. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty great. Um, that's what I love about science, because the verdict's still out on science. <laughs> <laughs> and you get to torture a lot of animals. So. Uh, all, science, uh, all science is soft. Uh-huh. Uh, no, but that is funny uh, that people who hold to like, I only believe what science says, but I'm right. like, science is constantly changing what we think, constantly changing. what we thought we knew. And yeah. then it's like, Oh my God, we were wrong about that. Right. You know, it's like, well, it what, would, every would day. it be scientific to say that, you know, back in the days of uh, Columbus, whatever, before mm-hmm. that the earth was flat. Right. Right. Yeah. So that was probably science, scientific assumption. Mm-hmm. You know, they would Everything say moved around the earth. That was uh-huh. science. And then now we're back to the flat earth, but we won't go into that. But, right. yeah. but I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it is. Uh, science is not, uh, something that's set in stone. I think mm-hmm. that's what people get confused on. You know, it's because you say it's science. Science is questions. That's what right. science is. Trying it's, to figure out the answers. Yeah, and it's, what it's we think to we know today, answers. tomorrow we discover something else that changes what we thought we knew. Yeah, it happens yeah. all the time. Yeah, yeah, so there's this, I I actually have a, a full disclosure, I see a psychiatrist once a year. Um, and just for, you know, some brain medication. And he's a brilliant, brilliant man. He has multiple degrees. Uh, he's a PA, he has like two PhDs, I think two MDs. Yeah, he's uh, got an MD, a PhD, uh, yeah, everything you can have. Everything you can imagine. So he's like one of the leading psychiatrists like in the, like that you can. In the field. In the field. He's yeah. incredible. Um, and last time I, I was talking to him, I was kind of just talking through things because he, he'll just kind of, he likes teaching as well. So just chatting with him. And my favorite thing is he he's been in the, he's been in the field now forever, and he'll just said to me last time he says, "Look, uh, we can try some new things, but Max, I'm going to be honest with you, uh, none of us have any idea how the brain works. Like <laughs> we just really we thought we do, we we yeah. thought we did, but we just throw medicine at people and uh, I hope it affects different parts of the brain. But every brain's different. He said if it worked, if if we knew how it worked." we wouldn't have brain problems anymore, right? Like if we knew <laughs> yeah, how it worked, it, yeah. we would have saw everybody could just take a certain pill and we'd be fine, but we don't. There's a million pills and a million things. We're trying them all because nobody really has any idea. It's all very vague. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. oh, that's pretty interesting. Like after all these years, you know, we just trust. Oh yeah, yeah this guy knows what he's doing. He's like, You're just guessing. Yeah, that's like, oh, yeah. that's encouraging. Uh, yeah, it is encouraging. And, I was thinking, doctor, thinking that. I don't know how many work, so I don't know if you're going to get paid for this. Right. Or not, but, hey. Well, and going back to the science thing, it's like you know when people say or people tell you, "Oh, we got to trust the science, trust the science." Uh-huh. I'm like, "Well, okay, we're trusting questions, uh-huh. right? Nobody knows, yeah. so nobody knows." So CDC masks don't work. They don't do anything. Don't use them. Oh my God, everybody needs to wear a mask. Yeah. Oh right! No, you and need to then, wear two and masks. And after a year, yeah, that whole six feet apart thing—that wasn't—that never did anything. Yeah. It was anyways. a joke. Yeah. <laughs> you have to stand seven point five feet apart and wear five masks. Right, and then you're okay. It's so, yeah. such a blast, isn't it? 
So anyway, uh, worms, you guys out there, compost, use your worms for composting your... Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, and, this this uh, winery uses and worms. And if you want to go fishing, you got your... And if you, you want to go fishing, you got worms. If and you want to plant your garden, you got nice, healthy uh, soil. If you're hungry, they're high in protein. So. <laughs> True. So this is yeah. fun. I've been uh, thinking, I've been looking at land, right? Because I know money, our money's all going to be worth nothing. We're all going to be carrying like billion dollar bills here pretty soon. Yeah. Um, so I've been thinking, man, maybe I should use what money I do have before things are um, get all wacky yeah get all wacky and you can't afford anything so i've been looking at land and you know there's some land up here in the mountains uh, by shaver and dinky and all that it's like dirt cheap right now like gorgeous land with views but it's all because of the creek fire right everybody's selling their burned Ooh. homes but i'm thinking to myself well, now's the time to buy man that's a good uh, there's not going to be another yeah. fire for a long time everything's burned to a crisp so yeah. i've been excited about it and then i saw this article here it's from friend of the show jim jacobs i'm um, on the heel of the creek fire Right. Environmentalists are suing to stop the Sierra forest management from continuing to uh, manage. Fix, manage so we don't have more fires. So I thought that was interesting. Um, the lawsuit targets the Sierras, the Sequoias and Stanislaw National Forests. Um, they're suing the U.S. Forest Service and U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service for logging and vegetation management. Uh, Do they not understand wow. that fire kills animals? They and apparently have no clue how the world works. Um, they have lawyers. They have lawyers. who ha It's all money, right? Yeah. Where the yeah. money is. Yeah. Yep. Um, so that's that's amazing. It says, um, so there's all these projects. This article says, um, we have many planned projects in the Sierra National Forest, um, which is the site of the Creek Fire. 45 planned projects ranging from logging, chipping, burning, and hazard tree felling. This is under the park Sequoia Forest Keeper. Um, so, you know, they're doing this all to make sure that we don't have more issues where the Creek fire is, um, these 45 projects, um, including, um, like what I just said <laughs> now they are suing to stop every single one of those. So right now we're just currently at a standstill. So all of that work is just at a standstill because they're facing all of these, uh, lawsuits. So they just want more work for the fire crews. When fire season comes around, I guess. And more death and destruction. They don't understand how forest management works because there are too many dang trees. They're too close to each other and they can't get enough water. And so they die and become fire hazards. <sighs> or like uh, it doesn't the, seem uh, that hard to understand. I don't. It yeah. doesn't seem that hard, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, even if you go to like, uh, you know, this is the thing that people don't realize, you know, like in Yosemite or like Yosemite is a great space. Cause I remember learning this as a kid. Like when you go to uh, Yosemite Valley and there are those um, in the center of the valley are those meadows, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And you'll notice every once in a while they're setting fire to those meadows. And it's because if you don't, then the meadows get overrun by trees. And if there is no um, meadows, big areas like that, and the trees grow and the roots grow, then there's nowhere for water to uh, flow till. So the water goes elsewhere, right? And mm -hmm. the water goes elsewhere and those areas turn dry and crappy which become even more of a fire hazard. It's the same idea. So even in the beautiful Yosemite Valley, how do they keep it beautiful? They light all the meadows on fire to make sure nothing grows in those meadows. Wow. So like, that's easy. I just feel like understanding that small section of the earth, like this, I don't know how big Yosemite Valley is. It can't, it's not that big, that little area you, know, you go hang out in. Yeah. Um, like, I just feel like if every kid went on that tour, we should understand. Like that stuck in my mind as a little kid. Like, oh, mm. look, they're burning that. Why are they burning that? And then they explained, because if we don't, this whole place will burn. Right. Yeah. And you get a lot more plant diversity. Yes. Yeah, Marty. Marty, you can probably explain this better than I can. Do you know more about this? I feel like this is something okay. you might know about. <clears throat> Around the oak trees and the foothills, the Indians used to go through and burn. Because mm -hmm. it was good for the acorns. They would be able to get the acorns and mash them up, get rid of the tannins, and um, eat the acorns. But also it allowed other herbs and uh, other vegetarian vegetation to grow because all the weeds and all the other, you know, more evasive um, plants would stop them from growing. So if you burn them all out, it gives a chance for the other plants to grow. Mm. So that's the idea behind it. You get better plant diversity. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Anyways, we won't anymore. So my whole point is <laughs> yeah. 
land's cheap, but don't go buy land because it's all going to burn again very soon. Well, it depends. Now, up there, the, the type of land you're going to buy, isn't that, is that protected under, uh, like, U.S. forest, or what's the... Yeah, it's all this area. It's the entire Creek Fire area. Do you actually buy... Is there actually... I mean, is it a lease, or is, do you actually buy it? No, it's a ton of land. So everybody who had, like, cabins and things, it's like a private... It's private property. Oh, it's can, private. Okay, that's what I was getting yeah, at. Because yeah, yeah. a lot of these... Some of these areas that are in, like, you know, national forests and stuff, they... Uh, um, you just lease it, right? You, you know. Oh, yeah, no, this is all... Own it's all land that you own. However, it's still managed by like park service or at least okay. they manage the areas around it, you know, to make sure that, and yeah. they'll know, like for instance, we have a cabin up at Dinky that's still managed. They'll come out and like flag trees and say, like, they won't be the ones cutting it down, but they'll say, Hey, you have to clean this up or else you know, Ooh, you're going to wow. get fined. So they, they make sure that you clean your stuff up. So you gotta, you gotta clean it up. And then, you know, of course, like the the uh, wild right yeah. across the street or wherever right not clean at all not clean at all because the sierra club won't let them exactly they're suing people yeah because they're worried about the um i don't know the minks or something because if you see like a uh, managed forest land it'll be all green and the unmanaged forest land right now has a ton of dead trees mm -hmm. and it has a lot of problems brown tops on the trees because the trees aren't getting enough water because they're too close together but they can't go through and log them and tag them yeah. But in managed forests, they go through and they, you know, clear the trees out, get rid of the, you know, young growth trees and manage it properly. So it's greener and the trees are healthier. So our forest needs to be managed to be healthy. Yeah. Yeah. And then you create by not doing that, cleaning it out, you create the uh, fuel that basically, I mean, it comes yeah. through like a an atom bomb or something, you right. know, and just a flash of fire and nobody. Has... Right. Like a wall of fire coming at you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. So I say still fun. buy it. Yeah, still buy it. Still buy it. I'm okay with that. Maybe if All something right. happens, you if, if you buy buying it. it. <laughs> if something happens, then you can uh, sue the Sierra Club. Maybe it's yeah. true. Um, okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna change topics here a little bit. We're gonna yeah, go down. Sure. Uh, I'd like to talk about a, a restaurant that I went to recently. Sure. Called Roman uh, Roman 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 Hayashi. Very good place. I love it. I've been there several times. Yeah. Times. What Four did you times. get? So I just went the other day and this is the, I got takeout. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking, man, I don't know how this is going to work. So the first thing I was impressed this pressed with was this. I was worried that I was going to get this ramen home and it was going to be soggy and funky and like, because, mm. yeah, you know, they, typically these ramen has like an egg. It has noodles. I got, I had some chicken. I had all this stuff in it. And I was like, it's going to be gross. But no, I got it home. It was in this big container. And it was all separated. Mm -hmm. So really? I could it's like add a kit, like yeah. a little kit. Really? And it was wow. super fresh and freaking amazing. It was massive. It could, it could serve like four people. And I ate every last bite. <laughs> I was like, no, no soup for you. Anybody who tried to get something. Was like, oh, my. Yeah. Yeah. Call back. Tell me what, what, what did you think about? Well, I went place? there the first time I ever went, I got the ramen with the egg in it and all yeah. that goodness. And, um, it was a miso, the mm -hmm. miso ramen. And I ate there, and it was fresh and wonderful. And my daughter had a rice bowl, and I was going, that rice bowl looks good, too. Yeah. So then we went back another time, and I got the rice bowl. Mm -hmm. The rice bowls are really good. You can kind of pick what you want and what you right. don't want in it. And um, they were very helpful, and they were, you know, want to make sure your food's exactly the way you want it. Mm -hmm. And I got the, um, next time I got the uh, miso ramen to go, and it's just like that. It's a little kit. Yeah. So, you know, I get my water, boil my water, make it extra hot, put mm -hmm. in my noodles, all my other stuff. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah, I highly recommend it. It's yeah. off of Herndon. It's in Clovis off Herndon and Armstrong, Herndon and Fowler. Herndon and um, Fowler, okay. It's right next to the Aldi's. It's where um, ah. that old burrito place used to be. Yeah, yeah uh, Freebirds. Freebirds, where Freebirds was. Yeah. yeah. And if you get to eat inside, they also have a Coke Infinity machine where it's oh. like all the different Cokes. You know, I want Coke and vanilla. I want, you know, uh, those Dr. Nice. Pepper and um, orange. Is it working now? Yeah. Can you use it during COVID uh, times? I don't know if it's working now. I'm actually not. I, I said I like those before. machines, but I'm actually not a big fan because they taste different than normal. Yeah, um, a little bit. Soda machines. Mm. Have you seen how they fill those? It's not syrups like the other ones. Oh, yeah. What it's, is it? it's like ink cartridges. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I saw that what? Yeah. They're little flavor ink cartridges. They literally look exactly like ink cartridges. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Sometimes when you get oh a drink and it's gosh. not tasting right, you'll notice that there are all these brown specks on your cup because the ink cartridge is like misfiring. Yeah, I've and seen it's that. Spraying the, yeah. That that's that's where all the flavor is. I have noticed that the, I don't think the, like the Diet Coke or whatever out of those machines no. is ever as good. It's never yeah. as good. Well, because also you're not getting the, you're not getting the syrup from the bottling plant, right? So you typically, like, you know, if you guys know this, Coke doesn't make Coke, right? Coke um, makes syrup. And they sell syrup to a bottling plant, and the bottling plant makes Coke. Okay. Right? So, but when you buy those bags, those are coming in pure syrup from Coke. 
But when you get those cartridges, those cartridges are also coming from some bottling plant that has the, you know, that's their job. It's not a bottling plant, it's a cartridging plant. So if those cartridges misfire or whatever, you're not getting the right amount of flavor. Wow. So, I didn't know weird. that. Because yeah. I was at Subway and the woman was trying to get the machine to work and couldn't get it to work. And she pulled out this cardboard box. Yeah. It was a small cardboard box about, you know, a couple inches thick by about eight inches long. Mm -hmm. And she kept poking at it, and I see Coke written on the side and all these little sections, and I yeah. realized that's what it is. It's a little cartridge. Yeah. It's like, but it does look like a printer that cartridge. That is yeah. nuts. That's just nuts. I can't believe it. Yeah, yeah. So those things sometimes are great because you have all the flavors, but sometimes if they misfire, it tastes like yeah. crap. Yeah. I like people go, I just want to get something light, so I'm going to get like a Diet Coke and put in some vanilla in it. But the vanilla is not diet, so you're getting all the sugar from the vanilla. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> It's like when you get a, uh, I'm going to get a light macchiato with seven pumps of real <laughs> vanilla, <and> four <laughs> pumps of caramel sauce. Um, so I, that's my pick. Go to Ram, uh, Ramen Hayashi. It is Ramen Hayashi. so good. My I, wife I got a salmon, ball, a salmon bowl. It was mm. like this massive piece of like good salmon. The place was packed. It was amazing. Wow. Okay, um, good. Yeah. So that's my pick there. Um, another pick is a place that I've never been. But I want to bring it up. It's called... Taco dirty? Is what it is? Talk, what? Taco taco wow. dirty to me. Taco dirty. Taco to dirty me. to me. <laughs> oh no! Wait. Next to my ball. Or eat uh, my ball. Wrong. Yeah, eat my balls. It's called Five Five Nine Taqueria, but they have a sign that says Taco Dirty to me. Um, okay. Interestingly enough, it's also downtown, so it's right next. They yeah. must have got their neon signs together. <laughs> the <laughs> taco dirty to me and they eat my balls. Oh my gosh! They Wasn't have there a, another restaurant called Just the Tip down there. Yes, too? there was. Yeah, oh barbecue restaurant. Yeah, what is going on in downtown? <laughs> dirty, dirty. They love it. It is dirty down there. Um, they dirty have, downtown. They have a sign that also says Tacos over Vatos. Um, sounds, <laughs> that's funny. <sighs> uh, it sounds like they're going to get in trouble for that. Uh, <laughs> they're going to be canceled pretty soon. Yeah, they're getting canceled. Downtown, be careful. You might be canceled, all the downtown eateries. Um, so anyway, I don't know if anybody's, have, has anybody had 559? They have a, uh, a taco truck as well. I thought, so isn't there one, yeah, one of those on Clovis Avenue also? That's what they said. There's one on Clovis. Where on Clovis yeah. is this though? It's right almost in Old Town Clovis off of Clovis Avenue. Really? Right near the, like where the barnyard is. Barnyard I can't believe I've never center. seen it. Mm. I do love the Barnyard Shopping Center. There's nothing survives there. So, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I know. Huh? Well, I think that one uh, breakfast place is still there, right? Uh, this is a great story. Oh, my gosh. Sidetrack. Okay. Sorry, guys. This is a great story. So years ago, I'm talking um, 2008, I went to that breakfast place. Fresno. It's called Fresno Breakfast House. Yeah, yeah. Or Clovis Waffle House. Clovis yeah. something. Yeah, Clovis Waffle House, like 2008. And the weirdest thing happened to me. And I ordered eggs, and the egg came out. And I kid you not, they set it down. I was like, "Cool, all right, about to eat my egg." Then, like, I went and I got a, I got a drink. I filled my coffee up, and I looked, and my egg had turned green. Yes, I go, that so, happened to us too. Yes, so this is the story, though. This happened like ten years ago, and then I brought this story up like six months ago, thinking, thinking that my whole family was going to be like Max. Hey, you, you're, you're crazy. You're crazy. You're a liar. Man. But yeah. instead, what happened was this right here. Justin said, that happened to me, too. Yeah, it happened to my wife. She got eggs there. And I was like, why are your eggs green? Yeah. Really? Yes. Yeah, they were gross. She didn't get did ham, you, did she? No. Did you eat green eggs and ham? No, I don't think she No, did. I didn't eat either. But I, I've never seen anything like it. They looked yeah. normal when they set them down. I like stirred something in my coffee. I looked back and my eggs were green. Was it on the process of turning into a butterfly? Uh, oh, <laughs> it was in the middle of it. And I think I thought I was crazy, but it happened to my family as well. Oh, I mean, having crazy. the dawn. So, um, somebody's not my family. <laughs> um, so I wonder uh, what causes that. What the heck? I only think I can think about it like a weird oil. I know science. So I'm going to call out Bobus no Waffle House right now on the No Focus show. I would like you to respond. Why do your eggs turn green? In 2008. Um, in 2008, and but maybe 2012. Okay. You swear you didn't get ham with it, though. No ham. Was no ham. I don't know then. Now, I've had breakfast there before, and uh, it's been fine. I mean, eggs and turn liar. I think I get scrambled all the time, though. I never get, like, because I don't like the, uh, this was the just, runny yolks. Yeah. Well, I do like them when I cook them. I don't like them getting them from restaurants, though. Because they, they never do it right. Yeah. Like, you can tell them, you know, whatever. Yeah. You know, medium, sunny side up, whatever. And it's like, they're all the same. So it's like, I just scramble it. Yeah, it's true. Do you guys ever think about what eggs are? And you kind of get weirded yeah, out by it. This is going to get bad. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a, basically, it's like, a, you know. It's an embryo. It's a, it's a, it's a cocoon. Or we're eating the junk oh, inside cocoon. the cocoon. I like that. That's strange. Yeah. Very strange. Ugh. Who came up with that? Eggs? 
Yeah, eggs and know. milk. I mean, think about it. Milk, where did milk come well, from? Well, my favorite thing is, is who ate a lobster first, right? <laughs> like who tried, and think about, you know how big lobsters yeah, were? Because those you things guys, are, those things are, yeah. Have you guys read the the stories from when people first landed in the United States? Like when the Europeans <laughs> lo- landed here? No. You're talking about the six foot lobsters? Because you really? know, lobsters just live forever. Right. They just get mm, giant. They just get bigger and bigger. They, Same thing with ooh. clams and The clams, oysters, they'll talk about yeah. like the 300 pound oysters mm-hmm. and like, Oh, the six really? foot, like literally they talk about six, seven foot. You're talking about in history books or what? Like, yeah, you can read like in journals, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, or like, uh, like not founding fathers, pre-founding fathers. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Like first people that land yeah. here, like the They're, Spanish, the or Spanish, the Europeans, they talk about six and seven foot, uh, lobsters. Can you imagine how frightening that is? And then they hunted it, probably what bashed it in the head with an oar <laughs> and then ate it. That's insane to me. Yeah. But that's, probably fed the whole ship like, right i'd I mean, be scared <laughs> to try to grab a lobster that's seven inches long let alone a seven foot one yeah but yeah. then you got to get all the butter for it that's a lot of butter Ooh, how they get the butter and they had to figure out to milk cows can you imagine Jeez. yeah what a world it's probably the desperation. humans are and the cows were, i wonder how big the cows were 20 feet yeah <laughs> huge udders like yeah. the adats from star wars are it's trying crazy. to milk them <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, it's insane to me the giant lobsters it's uh Freaking frightening. That is crazy. I, I never knew that. Yeah. Makes I mean, I know so. like prehistoric times, but I mean, you, know, you can see them getting that big. But yeah, it's true. They don't, I guess they live forever. That is they true. And big. yeah, it's, uh, it's crazy. It's scary. Yeah. It's very scary. Um, Could you just live back then? Would you have been able to eat lobster back then? That's a lot of lobster. Yeah. Like, uh, let's see, in Georgetown, what are they talking about here? It's talking about a lot of these giant lobsters back then. Um, scary. But they also burned witches back then, so it balanced out, you know. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Um, sorry, guys, I took over for a little bit there. But trying no, to get no, it's very interesting, very interesting um, stuff. Very interesting stuff. Got some nightmare fuel for tonight. Yes. <laughs> I won't be able to sleep. Uh, entertainment picks. Anybody? Do you guys got anything? Is watching know. anything oh, good? I watched Bright on Netflix. It <laughs> has... Um, kind of a futuristic type of thing where all the fairy animals like orcs and um fairies and elves are real and it follows a last los angeles cop oh is that the one with will smith with will smith the press fresh prince of bel-air yeah he plays a los angeles cop and they ended up you know his partner's like some blue orc oh okay is that a that's not it's a movie not a series right so it's, it's a, a movie, movie. Yeah. yeah. It's it's a pretty decent. It's been out for a while, yeah. yeah. I've seen it forever, and I'm like, I don't know. It's an amusing it. little romp, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's fun. I enjoyed it. I watched season three of The Sinner. Has anybody ever watched that? I don't know that yeah, one. Yeah, I started... Uh, that, that's another actor on that that the guy... Uh, somebody told me, oh, yeah, Bill the guy Pullman. looks like you. No, not Bill Pullman. The other guy. Well, what? that's the main actor in The in Well, the the, Bill Pullman's the, like the ex-cop or whatever, right? Oh, the, season three... Um, Matt Bomber or something like that. Yeah, I think that's him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is the so. center on Netflix or where's yeah? Center? You can watch it on Netflix. I think it's a, originally it was a USA show or something, but it's on Netflix. You can I don't know. I watched one one episode. And I was like, oh, I don't know. Is it any good? I like it. I liked all three seasons. I thought um, I like it. Bill Pullman's really good. He's a good. He's a good actor. See, I didn't I like watch enough to really get like what the whole. Did you watch seasons idea? one and two yet? No, no, no. Because it's watched. more like an anthology. It's more like he's the only constant character. Okay. Throughout, so like every season, it's it's him. Um, he's a detective, but it's like a new case every season, you know. Mm. So it's not like like Jessica Beale was in the first season, and then the second season was someone else. So every season has like a new supporting, supporting cast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I like it. I think it's a good show. Hmm. Yeah, maybe I should watch like season one and two. I mean, the only reason I watched it is because somebody said that, like, "Oh, you like that that guy on that show?" And I was like, oh, "Okay." So I just watched it to see the guy. Really? Yeah, he was, was on Matt Bomber was on another show on USA. I can't remember what it was called. But Bill Bill Pullman, man, he I mean, he's a great character guy. I mean, mm-hmm. I, you couldn't even really write. It's hard to recognize him in yeah. that. Really, yeah. he doesn't look well, like he's aged, and he plays it. He's really his character is like quirky, almost like. Um, doesn't connect well with people yeah. and like he plays it really well like, yeah yeah, yeah it's good the bit i saw was really impressive at least uh, with him you uh-huh. know yeah so i'm well, on uh season five right now on peaky blinders almost yeah. done that cool? <laughs> cool, that's a show i gotta catch that up show on. is freaking what's his name that show uh, gets me so damn depressed 
I don't know. The guy who played Bane. Why can't I think of his name right <laughs> Tom now? Hardy. Tom oh, Hardy. Tom Hardy. When he's on, on that show, seasons. you can't understand a single word he says. He plays it. But so you understand it. <laughs> but you understand what he's saying. And you're like, yeah, okay, I, I get what he's saying. Yeah. <laughs> he's like mumbles from. Uh, yeah. Well, he does that on a lot of his characters. Yeah. You know that? I mean, he mumbles on a lot of his characters. He's a. Uh, He's uh, what's his name? Even in Ins- Marlon Brando's. Yeah, title, yeah. Even yeah. in Inception, uh, he played in uh, what was that one? The Re- the Revenant. Oh yeah, Revenant. You know, yeah, I love it. I typed in Tom Hardy mumbling, and the first one was an article from Variety. Tom Hardy's mumbling is the new Marlon Brando. <laughs> oh wow, they really said that. Hollywood Reporter. Why is Tom Hardy's voice so hard to understand? Pretty great. That's like yeah, that, that's his style, I guess. Maybe this is a great one. The Dallas Observer says. Uh, Tom Hardy movies ranked by how hard it is to understand what he's saying. <laughs> that's a great. That's amazing. That's a great poll. I that like is that. amazing. Blinders. Yeah. Yeah. So the Peaky Blinders. So uh, you know, you know. Okay, I guess this is going to be the last season. Season six. They're saying it's they're shooting now or they're oh, okay. something. And but you just know I haven't been through five yet. It's not going to end well for this guy. I don't know what yeah. happens in five yet. But it's like, dang man, that guy just can't catch a break. You know. I have to rewatch it. It's been a long time since I've seen him. Um, yeah, Cillian Murphy's the, the main um, character. Handsmaid's Tale came out. Oh yeah, fourth season. season. Four. Yeah, like I watched the first episode that. last night. How was it? Oh, it was okay. I yeah, yeah, it's fine. Have you guys watched that show? I no. I started watching it. I couldn't. It's dark. I it's hard to watch. It. It's really dark. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did like it. I thought I wasn't gonna like it, um, but it ended up being pretty pretty good. I do really? like the guy. I really like in it is um, what's his name? The guy from um, Joseph Fiennes or. Oh no, Bradley! Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, a guy from like uh, uh, is even Billy Madison or yeah. Bradley Whitford. Yeah, 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 I love mm-hmm. Bradley Whitford. Uh, I wish he was in it more. He might be in the next season. He's in it. Uh, well, once you get introduced to him, then from then on, he's in it Kinda more. In it. Yeah. yeah, okay, I like him a lot. Um, yeah, we're watching with my daughter going back through all the Harry Potter movies. So we're yeah, right solid. Now. Def, uh, Deathly Hallows. Some of them uh, get scary, though. Yeah, these last scared? ones. Yeah. Uh, Deathly Hallows, we're, we're going to start two. We just finished one. And she, does, she doesn't have a problem with it? She no, scared, no. Yeah. I mean, not really. Because she knows they're actors. I mean, right. we've explained to her, listen, this person pretend, really didn't die. Yeah. It's pretend. They're actors, you know. So she knows it's just a story. Yeah. But I got to say, Ralph Fiennes, man. That guy. He's good. Yeah, yeah Voldemort. Although, see, I started off wrong. I started calling him Voldemort. I thought his name was Voldemort oh. because of the accent, you know, the English accent. They, they say Voldemort, but they, it yeah. sounds like Voldemort, right. right? They can't really get the R going. Sure. So my daughter now, you know, she always thought it was Voldem- Voldemort. Yeah. And I told her, no, 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 daddy's wrong. It's Voldemort, right? right? And she's like, no, daddy, no, it's daddy. Voldemort. <laughs> That's awesome. So it doesn't matter. It's staying involved. So mind. one day she's gonna read the book. You know, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, he does. I mean, he. I mean, going back through and watching that and just seeing the job that he did is yeah. just. And then well, that the creepiest movie he's in is the Red Dragon. Yeah, he's one good. Of the, one of the I haven't seen to that. The Silence one. of the Lambs. Uh, it's actually a prequel to the Silence of the Lambs. Oh, okay, okay. It's really good. He plays the main. Like bad guy, bad guy, yeah, he's super creepy. In really, it. yeah. And then he's yeah. playing like in that movie Dig, which I really couldn't get into. But oh, that was so, so boring. My mom loved claimed. that movie. Really? Yeah, yeah she was <laughs> telling me to watch that. Watch I didn't it. Know. We watched it and she loved it. And I was just like, what a snooze. Fest. Well, yeah, I hear yeah. it was the best movie of the year. It's the best oh, movie of the year. I'm sitting there watching fest. this thing. It's not exactly. I'm yeah. like, <laughs> what's going um, on? He's in a hole. Okay. <laughs> still, he's yeah. still in the hole. Okay. Yeah. Does. If I am I wrong? Does Joseph Fiennes have an Academy Award, or just his movie had one? Well, well the Shakespeare, Shakespeare and Love. I don't Shakespeare know. I don't think he won. Okay, because for a while I thought like, how is it that Joseph Fiennes has an Academy Award, but Ray Fine doesn't? But I don't think. Well, that's I the way the Academy would play it, though, right? Yeah. Well, I don't even want to get into the new Academy Awards. We'll skip that. Well, no, but I mean that the Academy does some crazy stuff like yes, that. They, like yeah. they'll give it to the well, one, Shakespeare the one, and Love one beat, hit. Um, um, what's that war movie? Um, Saving Private Ryan. Yes. Oh really? Yeah, I don't remember yeah, that. Shakespeare really. in Love, best picture over Saving Private yeah. Ryan, which is like not a good movie. I mean, it's all marketing. It's an okay and, movie. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's all about marketing and you know, it's all political. It's all political, all political. nonsense. Yeah, because you'll get that one hit wonder, that one actor that wins it, and you never hear from again. Mm-hmm. Or you what, know. like Adrian Brody? Speaking of that, yeah, he was in uh, Peaky Blinders. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, he was. Yeah. Yeah. Like but yeah, he Brody. did that one movie, and he hasn't done mm-hmm. nothing. Yeah. I mean, it was more interesting watching him try to cut a pe- you know, potato when he was starving. And then, I mean, that's all I had to do. He did that, and then he did the uh, random Predator movie. 
and uh, that's pretty much. That's it. a pretty good Predator movie, <laughs> is though. it? Yeah. yeah. Um. So my new entertainment pick, I haven't watched it yet, but this is you know Audra McDonald. Uh, oh, the Fresno most, Zone. Fresno Zone. Fresno the most Zone. winningest woman. Um. I think maybe, Tony maybe the most winningest uh actor of all time on. on is Broadway. she really? Wow. Yeah, she's really up there. Um. She's on a, a a PBS special, which is pretty exciting. It's called Finding Your Roots, and they go and dig through um, your ancestors to find out what's going on. But hers is pretty cool because they all dig into Fresno because she's from Fresno. Oh, that's cool. So it's this whole thing about Fresno. But I'm excited about her episode because the second person they dig into is Mandy Patinkin, um, who's one of my favorite people. Uh, Mandy Patinkin's like a genius. Um, really? Do you not know Mandy Patinkin? Yeah, we're talking Princess pet. Bride, right? Yeah, uh, he's in Princess Bride. Yes, <laughs> yes. He's. Have you heard him though? Have you heard him like sing? No, I, oh, I don't God. know. I don't know much about him outside of just whatever you know. He's really good on Homeland. He's great. Shows. He's great in everything he does. Salt. And then if you, and then the best thing about him is is um, listening to because Mandy Patinkin has like this big beard, you know. And yeah. first of all, he has like a ridiculous amount of albums to blow your mind, um, and just to. <laughs> just to hear him open his mouth with this, you know, this old guy and then just start singing and it will, it's just like, it like operatic smoke. or something. Oh or yeah. He's uh incredible. That's an incredible singer. Um, no, I didn't know he had any albums or um, such. Um, uh, he's also, I don't know if you guys have seen is him. Is he a dance man too? Twitter. He? Yeah. He's incredible. He's like multiple, multiple really? Tony awards. Yeah. For singing, for dancing. And he has or, roots in Fresno. No, he does not. Oh, he has roots in <laughs> Poland. Oh, but he's on the same it. episode as Audrey McDonald, so I just okay. thought it'd be fun to to watch them. Have you ever uh, met her? I have bumped into her, so I haven't like hung out with her, but I've seen her at a like uh, actually talked to her, met like her? a hi, nice to oh okay, cool like, to cool to see you here, yeah, yeah, that was, sort of thing. I was in the theater with her once, yeah, yeah. She's a uh, good friends with uh, the Cowgers, who are. Big. Oh. Uh, I don't know if you know Tammy. Yeah, Tam. I mean, I don't. Yeah, I know Tammy. Yeah. yeah. So Tammy, Tammy. Uh, I wouldn't say we go way back, but Tammy was in my first Roger Rocca show. Mm. Um, so, and then she was in like all of my first shows at Roger Rocca's. Tammy was in with me, and so we did like Fiddler together. Oh wow. Um, and I played Lazar Wolf, and she was the daughter who was supposed to marry me. And then I did mm. uh, directly after that. I did. Uh, um, Annie, get your gun. And I was chief sitting bowl. So we had a lot of these cool connections. And so I forget which one of the multiple shows Audra had stopped by. And so I just kind oh, of, I wasn't honestly, to be perfectly honest at the time, I don't think I really knew who, who she Audra was. was. So I was just like, everybody was like, Oh my gosh. I'm like, oh, hi, I don't, I don't know yeah. who you are. Um, I probably wish I, I had, but either way, uh, I'm excited to kind of see this because I think it would be kind of pretty interesting because it's all about Fresno, you know, so that'd be kind of neat. Um, I guess there's a big surprise in it. They they give you a on PBS. They say you will learn that Audra is surprised to learn that she is a cousin of P Diddy. Oh, I thought it was gonna be me. Yeah, I thought so, it was gonna be my cousin. I'm like, wait, she hasn't told me yet. Yeah, yeah. So it's pretty interesting. P Diddy, uh, really? P Diddy, yeah, yeah. Who'd have guessed? I thought it'd be cool if she was related to Mandy Patinkin. <laughs> that would have been great. Surprise! She they find rich out. She's in Poland with Mandy. <laughs> um, that's pretty neat. Yeah. So well, good. I'm gonna have to watch that one too. Then. Yeah. Is that up on their, uh, uh, not website, but their streaming uh, their special? Uh, I think so. Their streaming service there. Yeah. So we have a little bit of time here. Do you want to give us some good news about Josh or the Chernobyl dogs? Oh, we can go uh, Chernobyl dogs. You can pull that up real quick. It's kind of as cool. Because, yeah. Let me um, get that real quick. Good news. I actually, friends at the Good News Network. I actually wanted to pull this the story up for uh, for Marty. He was yeah, going to Chernobyl. He's going to Chernobyl Someday. when they open this thing back up. But I guess what happened is, uh, you know, in Chernobyl, right? And Marty knows a lot of history about Chernobyl. So he could probably, you can chime in anytime. But, okay. you know, people had to leave, you know, same. They had to, like, get the heck out of there when this thing blew. So they left everything, left their possessions. They were even told to leave their pets. Well, over the years, you know, they've had these dogs now that are hanging out around Chernobyl. And I guess some of the guards have uh, uh, ended up uh, kind of taking to them and helping out the dogs and feeding them. And, you know, some of them are still pretty wild. They're kind of half, you know, half tame, half wild. Some of them will let the, let the uh, guards pet them. Some won't. But, uh, yeah, they end up kind of taking care of the guards there. They're, they don't want to say too much because they don't want to get in trouble. This was a BBC special that they uh they were talking to the guards they uh so they end up taking care of these dogs i thought that was pretty pretty nice some good news there so the dogs even though 
They say the poor dogs, uh, they have to deal with the radiation. Not only that, they have to deal with wolf packs. They have to deal with hazards that humans have left behind. So these dogs have had a lot, you know, had to survive a lot over the years, you know, their generations. That was, what, 30-plus years ago? Yeah, what, 34, right? So how old are these these dogs? Well, no, these are like the generations of. So they even in this article here, they show the puppies. There's, like, even little puppies. Mm -hmm. So there's certain ones. Yeah, look at that. See, Marty, check it out. there's a group that goes through, and they – take the puppies and they, they do yeah they take the puppies they take them into kiev because the puppies don't have the amount of radiation that the older dogs have mm. so they're able to get the puppies and they try to they developed an adoption center where you could ad- adopt chernobyl dogs and i thought that would be the coolest thing in the oh. world to have a dog say he's from chernobyl you know i think i remember you talking yeah, about this on a but previous there's podcast. no when i yeah, look at researched the it, yeah, you couldn't tell it was real about right? a year ago it's like they want all the money and all the funding saying, you know, we're getting these dogs, we're raising them for adoption, but there's no way to adopt them. Because mm. I thought it'd be cool to adopt one, you yeah. know, even though it's probably going to be expensive. But uh, there's, is, is it like adopting in name where it's like, oh, yeah, well, no, they, we'll put, they, they're supposed to like send it to you and everything, but it's just adopt. there's no information on how you can adopt it. So I think that they just want all the funding uh, saying we're going to adopt these dogs. Kind of. Yeah. But there's no set structure on how to adopt. Kind of pull them. on your heartstrings yeah. and get the cash. So when I go there, I'm going to grab each one of us a puppy. <laughs> nice. Nice. Back for us. Well, they say that. Yeah. I mean, you know, they, they've kind of built a relationship with a lot of these dogs and the dogs actually help them because if there's, you know, these these guards have to guard Chernobyl. So, you know, people don't just randomly walk in there because there's a lot of people that want to see right. Chernobyl, right? you have to have the necessary permits. And yeah, you have, have to be guided. Exactly. But there there's a lot of people that do these abandoned places where they right. just sneak in and, and look at this stuff. So they're saying that by the, the different dogs, they know them pretty well. And by their different barks, they can kind of tell that there's stuff going on. So oh, if really? like a dog's barking, oh, they know something's going on in an area and they'll go check it out. So oh, that's very cool. So they kind of built this whole relationship with the dog. So that was kind of nice. They also will give the, some of the dogs that they can actually touch or, you know, get close to. And they, of course, give them food, but they also give them vaccinations, like rabies vaccinations oh, and stuff, nice. and take care of them. Yeah, and, you know, and try to make, check them out, get rid of ticks, yeah. stuff like that. So, yeah, they've, they've done a, a great job over there with these dogs. So, it's kind of nice. Now, I remember watching that HBO special about Chernobyl. Yes. And part of that, they had to, they showed them going house to house, killing all the leftover pets. Right, the and liquidators. I, would yeah, do that. and I don't oh. know if that was, nah, is that, was that a true part it's of true. Tr- was it? A true. Is that true? In, in Pepiet, they have a statue to the liquidators because they had to go through and get rid of all the pets because they couldn't take them out of, of the area because they were too radioactive and they didn't want them running around. So these guys' jobs was to kill cats and dogs. But they didn't get them all, apparently. Apparently not. No, because you can't yeah. get them all, but they wanted to kill the majority As much of them. as they could, yeah. Yeah, just so they didn't wander off and spread it. Ooh, that's a terrible job. But they have a whole statue to the liquidators and everything, and yeah, it's just They should have a memorial to the pets, not to the liquidators. Mm. That's well, a- these poor guys, you know, it was they were told, you're going to be a liquidator. I don't, I don't want to do that. That's your job. Go and do it. Yeah, combat. that's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. So they had to go and to- shoot the poor animals. It is pretty sad, though, because it now in, in newer science they found that a lot of that wasn't you can't spread radiation none of it was necessary yeah Yeah, i just i was actually this this is an article that i had saved after i had you know this is a big article from forbes um done from um james conca who was a Oh yeah, James. Oh, by, James. by the way, before yeah. before you go on, no. so this this story was on actual Good News Network. If anybody's interested, the Good News Good Network. Network. Yeah, but a yeah. lot of things they did after Chernobyl, they realize now they never should have done. They never that. should have done. Yeah. So they realize one, radiation is not spread to the even just the next generation of kids, right? Or even like if I have radiation in my body. It's not going to spread to you. Yeah, you know right. I mean? it's like well, it's and it's going to take that. years to develop. There, if the end of the story, they also say that there are people in Japan who do the same thing. And, you know, like one guy in particular, yeah, yeah, Fukushima and one guy in particular, you know, they told him, well, you know, in 30 or 40 years, you may. And he's like, yeah, in 30, 40 years, I'll be 80. I don't care. You know, and he's still taking care. He goes, he loves that, taking care of the animals that were left behind. Because a lot of these are like being raised in radioactive environments. So that's, they're still radioactive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But they say they try to get the puppies out of there because if they get them in time, you know, they're not as irradiated and they could be. Given a, right. you know, well, that's too bad. They can't find you can't find any yeah. legit information yeah, on getting those dogs. About a, uh, less than a year ago, because I wanted a Chernobyl dog. I said that'd be so cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because this is actually a glow in the dark dog. <laughs> it's the, look at how sad this is, though. This is after. Um, I'll, I'll send this to you guys if you want. This is after a number of studies. The um, World Health Organization, the uh, International Atomic Energy Agency. 
the uh, 50 field missions conducted by 200 experts from 25 countries, seven organizations, 11 labs from 1986 to 1991, um, as well as a report, the Chernobyl Forum, September in Vienna, um, a study done by the IAEA in 2003, the United Nations coordinator. There's just, this list goes on and on and on and on. Um, all of these summarized uh, by William Birchall, Dr. William Birchall, former president of the American Nuclear Society. Actual fatalities from Chernobyl. Two immediate non-radiation deaths because mm-hmm. of the explosion. 28 early fatalities from radiation within four months. 19 late adult fatalities over the next 20 years. And nine child fatalities from radiation and thyroid cancer. That's it. Yeah, I mean, that's low. That's less than 40 people. But this is the sad part, though. All health and epidemiological studies, they give you the list, one, two, three, four, five, there's eight of them, have shown that the long-term mental health effects were the only significant public health consequences. Fear from radiation poisoning, because of what the media was saying, Mm. caused 50,000 suicides from um, depression and alcoholism within the next two decades from Chernobyl refugees who were scared that they were going to die. Die from just a slow, horrible death from radiation. Yes, they were so scared. Additionally, the 100,000 unnecessary abortions in the next one year that they did to all the mothers in the area. Oh, my god! When in reality, how many is that? 28 plus 19 plus 9 plus 2. That's uh, 12. 40. (laughs) 42 people isn't that crazy that's insane that goes back to what we were talking about earlier about the science (laughs) (laughs) right at the time though i mean you know what i mean if you saw that thing i mean of course we'd be freaking out see they don't really know how radiation reacts do they they don't they have a general idea kind of an idea well especially not at the time right yeah yeah. we never had a meltdown now we have had a couple meltdowns i think we have a decent idea well, yeah, living through them, yes, right? right? I mean, but them, as yeah. far as, yeah, just the science and knowing, you know. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. Um, I would love a Chernobyl dog. Um, I'll convince my wife. Marty, if you can convince my how wife, about, how I'll get just, one for me. Sure, I'll get two yeah. for you. I'm just going to get a dog get and name him Chernobyl. cases and uh, chump them all down there. That's a great name you know for that? a dog. I think oh, we, yeah. should all, we should all get new dogs and name yep. them Chernobyl. I'm sending, I'll pay for your ticket if you bring me a couple dogs from Chernobyl. Ooh. Awesome. Smuggling them in. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. As always, we are excited to have you here at the No Focus Radio Hour. Uh, come back next week. The Boss yeah, Chocolate. So much more to listen to. Get your to. chocolates. Get your chocolates Popcorn for Mother's Day. Pizza. <laughs>